Good morning, everyone. Okay, we are on Hayom and Bays. No, actually, we're in the last couple lines of Hayom and Aleph. Um, yeah, Tony Kamei, the last line. Okay. So the bottom line, Tani, the last few words on Hayim and Aleph, Tani Kamei, Rav Yochanan, Kol Osik, Batorik, Milas, Hasodim. Anyone who involves themselves in, if you remember last week we were discussing the different types of Yisrael Shal Ahava, and if HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us suffering, visits upon someone suffering, without the person, according to Rashi, without the person ever doing any Averos, or according to... The Ramban, if, for those Averos that were done Bishkagad, accidentally, Ramban says the Kodesh Baruch would never visit upon someone suffering if they didn't commit any Averos. Um, so now we're going to continue this conversation <coughs> and to see to what extent these Yisurim common people. So Tani Kamei, Rabbi Yochanan, Kolo Ostek, Chasadim, anyone who involves themselves with learning Torah and doing Milas Chesed, Vikoveras Banov, and he buries his children, all of his Averos are purged, the question is, do you need all three of these? Is it one or two or three? Is it two of them? So let's see. The Gemara discusses. It says that if someone goes ahead and through chesed and emes, their averus will be forgiven. So what does that mean? The Gemara says, how do I know that chesed is referring to chesed, which is sort of a rhetorical question, but nonetheless, the Gemara says, Chesed must be zugunas chasadim shneimar rodev tzedakah vechesed yimsa chayim tzedakah vechavur. Someone chases tzedakah, they'll find life and they'll find stuck and covered. Emes must be Torah shneimar emes knei v'altimkor. We know that it says in Mishlei one should go ahead and try to go ahead and acquire Torah v'altimkor, but you don't sell Torah. The Gemara Bechorus discusses what not for now, but whether you're allowed to go ahead and charge. For teaching Torah, if it's altasik kardam, I can't make your Torah a, a way of monetizing it. But for now, the Gemara says emes kenev altimkor. You can acquire it, but don't go ahead and sell it. So we know that emes must mean Torah. Ella, how do we know it's kover bonov minayin? How do we know if someone goes in and buries his child that he is zocha to get yisurim, and then through that, uh, sorry, through that yisurim, he's zocha to have all zavonos erased. He gets kaparis in Yeshua. So the Gemara continues. <coughs> So there was this elderly person, which, by the way, many times, Kroshas, this references Eliyahu Anavi, and it says, It says in two separate places, We just quoted from Mishlei. If someone goes ahead and through the acts of Chesed and Emes, through Torah, his Averos will be forgiven. And it says also in which basically means that he will pay the uh, children, will, will bear the uh, vonos of their fathers if they follow in their father's wicked footsteps. And therefore, since it says Avon, Avon both, in both places, we see that it achieves uh, Kapara. Uh, meaning that the children will die uh, early if for their uh, for the sons of their for the sins of their fathers. Now it's brought down by the question is it says three things. You have to do all three things. Must one person go ahead and do all these three things, or maybe it's just two of the three, or all, or individually? So obviously there are three different opinions. But the one that would say that you only need two would make sense because at least two were brought together in one pasuk. Ms. Kenei v'atimkar. So you do chesed. It was brought from the same proof. 
Right? So at least the Gemara is not clear if you need to have all three. If someone has to have, do you have to bury your children and learn Torah and do Gemara's Chesed? Is it just a combination of the two, or is it all three, or even one of the above? It's not clear from the Gemara, the three different opinions in the Achronim. Anyway. Who's who? That's who. who that's what are we doing? Abbott, Abbott and Costello routine. What, <laughs> one sec, what are you asking? referring to as him. Oh, whoever the person who gets Yisurin, these Yisurin. If someone, we're talking about who gets all of his Averos erased. No, we're talking about the older person. Oh, Husaba, as we yeah. say, it's yeah. usually yeah. first Eliyahu and We don't know who it is, but that, that throughout Shas is oftentimes the first Eliyahu. It's an elderly person. We know Eliyahu and actually never died, right? He was just taken up in the Merkava. So that's why we say he comes back. He never, we say Yaakov Inu Lomes, but the Gemara, the Chumash says that he died. But at least Eliyahu and Ovi actually never died. We just said he went up to Shemaim. He didn't actually die the way we know it. So. Hahu, hahu is a word that's often used to describe a specific person that they knew, or we don't know who it is. It comes up a lot. Hahu, <coughs> We just had that Gemara. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Summer of Yochanan, Nigoim, and Bonim, Ubanim, Ain Nigarm Shalisturim. Yochanan, we'll see why specifically Yochanan says this. He's the one that says that specifically, if you have Nega, meaning Saras, the first mission of Nigarm discusses four different types of, of lesions that are described as Mitzorah. And if you have any of those, or if you, for the time being, what says Bonim will assume that if you bury your children, these are also not Yisurin Shalava. These do not qualify, he says. Under no circumstances should these be considered Yisurin Shalava from a Baruch Hu. They have to come with some type of, uh, of Avera. In other words, Akash Baruch was not going to, if he wants to show us love, he's not going to do it through these two ways. Again, at the present time, we're assuming that Bani means burying your children, because that's what the Gemara just said. So the Gemara says as follows, ask the question, is this not really considered a Yisurin Shalava for which all of your Averos are erased? Anyone who has these four, one of these four lesions that's mentioned in the first Mishnah of Nagam, ain't on Elam Mizbach Kapara. So it's basically you're achieving Kapara. So one says, yeah, Mizbach Kapara Havu. Yeah, okay, it's an Avera, but it's not Yisrael Shalava. In other words, it's going to be moch, it's going to be mochek, it's going to erase all of your Avonos. You'll get Yeshua's and Kaparas, but that doesn't mean it's out of Ava. Ava, again, as we suggested from Rashi, means that you didn't do any Averos. The fact that you're getting Kapara through it doesn't mean it's Yisrael Shalava. It means you're being punished, Chara Onesh, but it certainly doesn't mean that Akash Baruch Hu is given to you if you didn't do any Averos. Or why do, and why do we care? Why do we care? What difference does it make if it's Yisrael Shalav or it's just well, be, old, well because Yisrael Shalav, we're going to see soon the, the Tanarim and the Marm wanted it, we said. Remember we said last time, we, I don't know if you were here Friday, but we discussed that according to Pnei Yoshua, discusses Rashi. Rashi says that people get Yisrael Shalav and it's marvelous to yourself. We saw that Rashi says that even if you didn't do the Avera, you get it, and it actually increases your merit. So Pnei Yeshua says, what do you mean increase your merit? So Pnei Yeshua explained that there are plenty of Benonim in Eretz Yisrael, in Am Yisrael. And if they would actually get the punishment they deserve, there would be a rebellion. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his infinite wisdom, wisdom, wants to prevent that. So he gives some of those Averos to the Tzaddikim as a carbon for the sake of the masses. And they take it willingly, willingly. And therefore, since they're taking the punishment, they also get the reward. But the point is, Yitzhak Shalava means it wasn't necessarily warranted. So if these people, if, if it's an Avera that they did, it's not Yisrael Shalava. And therefore, so it's basically to know whether a person gets more extra stuff. Good. And then we'll get to this Gemara soon. We're going to see, uh, we're going to see a case. And I'll forget to it today, but short, short, shortly. Viva Seima, the other possibility is Halon Vahalahu. This is referring to B'nai Bava, this is referring to Eretz What does that mean, that Nagarim? So this Machlokas Rashi and Tosos. Rashi, just because we're short on time, I'll say it outside. Rashi says that it used to be... <coughs> 
that the walls of Yishlaim had a certain special Kedusha. And if someone had Saras, they would be sent out. They would be completely sent out. So that didn't apply in Bavel. So in Bavel, it's Yishu and Shalava because it's not so embarrassing. But if you're in, in Eretz Yisrael and you're, as you're a Mitzorah and you're sent outside of Yerushalayim, that's quite embarrassing. So that's not Yishu and Shalava. That's too much embarrassment. Tosa says this can't be that's the answer because at the time of the Amaram, we didn't hold of any Kedusha on the Arichom anymore. The walls of Yerushalayim didn't have that special Kedusha, but rather there was a question of in Eretz Yisrael, they were much more Nizar on Tumah. And therefore, there were implications if you were Tomei. In Bavel, they weren't so concerned. And therefore, it may have been Yisru and Shalava there because it wasn't as embarrassing. It's, okay. it's interesting because to become Tahor, uh, it has to be determined by the Kohen. And the reason why they selected the Kohen to do this rather than Tamad Yechachamit is because of Alva. Correct. That's by Mitzorah specifically. Correct. Yeah. Good. Very good. And the last possible answer is Vibarsema, Habitsin, Habifarhesia. The last answer is, it depends where the, the Negat Saras is. The Negat Saras, if it's in place that's covered, that's Misur and Shalava, because that's not so embarrassing. But if it's all over your face, all over your exposed part of your arms, then it's much more embarrassing. That would not be considered Misur and Shalava. So these are three possibilities. One, we say that Negarim, that a case of Saras is a case of, of Misur and Shalava, or if it is not a case of Misur and Shalava. Okay, the Gemara continues. Now, well, the next statement was, and also Rabbi Yochanan said, Bonim, presumably if you lose children, we'll see why specifically Rabbi Yochanan, if you lose children, it's also not, it's also not Yisrael Shalava. So Bonim Lo, what does he mean by Bonim Lo? So Gemara says, Bonim Lo? Is it really? Hey, Chidami, what's the case there? Elay, maybe we're going to talk about the Havalu Mace. So if you had children and you lost the children, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan was the one who used to go around. Rabbi Yochanan lost 10 children, lost 10 sons. Now, we still had daughters. <clears throat> There's a question whether you had a third son. Rabbi Nissengon here on the side says that he had an 11th son, not an 11th son, Rav Masna, who he sent away, Mishana Makam, Mishana Mazel, he sent him to the yeshiva of Shmuel. But if, we know for sure that he lost 10 children, 10 sons. So he used to carry, Dingarma Dasi Rabir, he used to carry the bone of his 10th child to go ahead and cheer other people up. You think you have it bad? Here's the bone of my 10th child that I lost. So we know <clears throat> that it can't be the Rabbi Yochanan, someone as great as Rabbi Yochanan, who had yeshiva for 80 years, the Rosh Yeshiva for 80 years, would go ahead and have Yisur and Shalava. In other words, it must be that it was Yisur and Shalava and that he, he wouldn't have done that many Averos to warrant 10 children being lost. So of course, as Rashi actually says, um, if you look at the sixth or seventh narrow line, it says, such a great person he never it, if he has Yisur and he loses 10 sons it only could be Yisur and Shalava he never would have lost anything otherwise so the fact that when we say Bonim it can't mean so we say and if you have children and you lost children that's not Yisur and Shalava it must be Yisur and Shalava Rabbi Yochanan lost 10 children interesting question before we move on we know there's a concept of Chatsi Shir, whether it's Asumina Torah, Midrabon, the Gemara and Yuma discusses. I know I'm not allowed to eat a kazais of, of food, let's say, okay? I can't eat a kazais of matzah on Pesach. What if I eat a half a kazais? Sorry, chametz, I mean. If I, glad you're paying attention, good. So you're not, you're not allowed to eat a kazais of chametz on Pesach. I want to make sure that I'm correct. Okay. What happens if I eat a half a kazais? Is that also Asur Minatora? It's a very famous machlokas. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Yochanan says it's Asur Minatora. You don't get punished if you eat less than the shear, but it's still Asr. Reish Lakish says it's only Asr Midrabanan. What is the source for 
uh, for Rabbi Yochanan, two possibilities. Gemara says there's a svara and a pasuk, which is interesting if you have a svara, if you have a pasuk, why you need a svara? The pasuk is kol chelev. It says kol chelev, you can't eat. What does kol come to include? Kol even a chati share. Or the other, the svara is, since chazi the tarufe, if I eat a half a share now, ten minutes later, and the other half a share, since it can be combined, it's aser. Why not just kol chomets, kol What? Even five minutes. I'm just thinking of an example. What? It's talking about specific to Pesach. It's not specific to Pesach. Question is, I'll just give an example. No, no, I'm just giving an example of the word of, because it says kol chelev. Oh, why'd they bring it there? Interesting. By the way, does this apply, it's going to relate to us now, does this apply to chazi share in general? Is there, you know, you're not allowed to write two osios on Shabbos. So, are you allowed to write one os? Do you violate a half a malacha if you write, if you write one letter? So it's a very interesting comment by the, Chach, by the Chacham Tzvi. He says as follows. We know we have a pasuk and a logical a svara for why chatishir should be aser. The Chacham Tzvi gives dominance to the pasuk. It says kol chelev. It's specifically talking about food items. So he says Rabbi Yochanan only holds chatishir is relevant to food items because that's where the pasuk originates. So he gives dominance over the svara to the Pasuk, meaning he gives to the Pasuk over the, over the Svara. Question is, what about by Tumah? By Tumah, is there a concept of Chasishir? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi here says, if you look at the third narrow line, I'm struggling without my uh, reading glass here, Din Garma, this year, boy, Zetzem Shobenis, thank you, Marty, you have a defined role here, it's the second time, thank you. Okay. Correct, then I own the glasses, though. Zetzem Shobenis, Siri, Shemeslo. I got plenty of... It's like musical chairs here. Okay, Jay, you're safe, you're the furthest one away. Okay, so it says, this is the tenth... This bone was smaller, and Rashi continues, Beer, Kimobar, Vitzar, Etzem, Pachos, Miksora. Rashi goes out of his way to say it's smaller than a barley kernel. Rabbi Yochanan was a Kohen. Would he really be walking around with a bone that would constantly be metameim? Is an esertoma. So it must be, says Rashi, that it was less than a soora, less than a kernel. Says the Chavos Yar, based on this Rashi, Rashi must hold that there's no din of chatzishir by toma. Otherwise, how could he carry it? Rashi goes out of his way. That's the Chacham Tzvi. Right. Now, but Rashi would probably hold the same. Very possibly. Very possibly. That's why I brought that in, but very possibly. But the fact that Rashi goes out of his way to say that the bone was so tiny was because he, Rabbi Yochum never beamed Tommy himself in a constant state of Toma. So you must hold that there's no concept of Chazi Shir because it has to be a larger piece. A tiny, tiny piece of bone is not going to be Tommy in. There's another sheet that says it was a tooth that fell out, and a tooth is not mitame. A tooth is only mitame if it's connected to the rest of the body where, where the person is, we have a, you have a mace. But well, if a so tooth falls out... Isn't a bone a problem? Because doesn't all the parts of the body have to be buried? Yeah, I, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know That's the answer to that. Tooth, tooth makes more sense. So that, the, some, some, some sheet to say it's tooth. whether it's, it, it itself represents a limb. No, I think all bones, I think everything has to be, has to be buried. Everything has less than that would be less than the shear. So if it, if so it has significance on its own, like a, like, a be, like, a, like a newborn baby's toe is less than a, less than a barley, but that has to get buried because it's a, it's a limb. It's an etzim. It's like a, I'm sorry, what it's called. It's a yeah, limb. so you're talking about whether it's a, uh, it's a aver. Right. But you're talking about whether it's in and of itself is just a chipped off, the, a chipped right. off bone or a piece of the bone. Okay. So anyway, the other possibility is that it was a tooth that came off. We'll just finish up two more minutes. 
Okay, so those are the two possibilities. Now, the Gemara continues. So, um, so the Gemara says, It must be that when it says about children, it doesn't mean that you had children and they died. That's Yisrael and Shalava. That, that's not Yisrael and Shalava, because that must be Yisrael and Shalava. If it happened to Rabbi Yochanan, it must be Yisrael and Shalava. It must be when he said, What's not considered Yisrael and Shalava? If you never have children. But according to him, according to Rabbi Yochanan, who had it, that's not considered. If you have children, but if you never had children, that's not considered Yisrael and Shalava. Gemara continues very quickly. He was sick. Rabbi was sick. Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan went to see him. Amar Lehi said to him, "Chavino lechi surin elu. Do you really surin?" Amar Lehi lo hein lo scharan. He says, "No." Rabbi Rabbi Yochanan went to Rabbi Yochanan and said, "Are you enjoying these uh, these sufferings?" He said, "They were human." He says, "I don't want it. I don't want its reward. I'd rather not have it." Even though these are the great uh, the great sages. So Amrlei, Havli Yadach, give me your hand. Yavli Yadach gave him his hand, Vukme, and he healed him. Rabbi Yochanan Chalash, Rabbi Yochanan himself was Chalash. So Olegabe, Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Chanina went to visit Rabbi Yochanan. Amrlei, Chavina Lechi Surin, are you enjoying these uh, sufferings that Gosh Baruch was giving you? Surin Shalava. So Amrlei, Lohen Loscharn, he said the same thing. I don't want it, I don't want its reward. I'd rather be healthy, I'd rather not have any of this. So Amrlei, Havli Yadach, give me your hand. So Rabbi Yochanan now gave his hand to Rabbi Chanina, who went ahead and healed him. Sigmar so asked the question, well, from here we'll pick up tomorrow. Amai, why, why did Rabbi Yochanan have to go ahead and get healed by someone else? In the previous two lines, he just healed Rabbi Chia. So why couldn't he heal himself? So why do you need, <clears throat> just like he performed a miracle for someone else by healing him, by uh, holding his hand, why couldn't he do that to himself? So Gemara has a very famous statement. Amri, they say, in Chavish Matir Asurim, a person can never extricate himself from jail, meaning you cannot go ahead and do this on yourself. Therefore, you need the help of others. We'll see tomorrow. We'll pick up why. Is this, is this really true? We know that someone is, we, we're going to see from Sukkim by, by Avram that if you daven for yourself, you're sick. It's, it's always better. If a chola davens for himself, it's always better. So which is it? Are you not able to heal yourself or are you able to daven yourself? We'll pick up tomorrow a little bit of stuff off the daf, Mir Hashem, and tomorrow back to the full day schedule. Um, Justin, as I pointed out in the thing, as